Thank you, everybody, for coming back on the Real Double Dose channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live, like we always say. Here, serving a slice of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun you can think of, come to us at realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com and realdoubledosechannel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. You know the name and you know the game. We're on here today with a wonderful guest expert, and I'm so happy to have this wonderful being on here. I can't express that enough. I'm excited about this. But until then, you can always find us with the links on all the websites that we have and all the platforms as we call them out there too. That's TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry.com, Spreaker.com, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Deezer, you know, Google Cast, so much more. But you know, Lex, you know how we get down. But without further ado, I want you all to please feel your warming RDDC hearts for our guest expert, Sabrina Oso. And I want to pronounce that a little bit more with strength, but it's so, it's just so beautiful. Sabrina Oso. So I'm going to introduce her because she's also wonderful. See, got that out there. So Sabrina Oso is founder and CEO of Oso Safe. Feel safe where you live, work, and play. And that is definitely a fact. She's a TEDx speaker, domestic violence speaker, real estate agent, and consultant on promoting safety and preventing violence in the workplace, schools, and in places of residence. Combining education and technology, clients can live, you know, their safe lives and bottom lines, period. And that's what we all need because this is a big, huge issue that we're dealing with in this life. And it's definitely something we could all take a page from or someone else's page that we have. So I want to welcome Sabrina. How are you, my dear? Um, Well, thank you so much, Lex, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on here. It's a blessing and it's definitely a treat for us. So what are you, how did this forte of beauty come in with Oh So Safe? Because that's like a perfect name with the name itself. Yes, uh, thank you. Yes, uh, it took a a lot of work, um, but uh, I I started, I I am a victim of violence. Uh, My father beat my mother on a regular basis. Uh, I, I like to just say that, you know, as to be an example for others to kind of to be on the way to healing, you kind of just have to admit what happened and definitely or um, so that way you can you can really um, make strides in your life. And I'm no stranger to violence. Um, and then as I lived my life, I moved out and I, I did the corporate thing for a while. And but my calling was uh, dancing. I'm a dancer, a dancer actress, and um, I designed a one-woman show called Home Sweet Home, and I did a lot of research for that show. Um, It's a one-woman show, and I play different women being abused, and she goes to a good place. That's where the dancing comes in, but then she's pulled back into the terror of of violence, you know, whatever she's living with at home, but it ends very, very strong, very, very empowering, and I realized as I was doing research that wow this is really common you know when you're in it you you know you're suffering but others people suffering I I couldn't believe the statistics I was finding out the research the the commonality of it uh, among all sorts of people from all walks of life and I said you know I got to make this into a business Uh, this needs to be a service um, so that way I could really impact lives on a, on a, in a good in a good and and really um an empowering way yes yes and you know a lot of a lot of us we wa- we like to walk around with shades on our eyes and sometimes it's almost a shameful act to actually admit some of the things that we've been through and it took me a while to kind of come out 
and speak about certain things because you, I mean, when you're in this situation, it almost feels like you are alone. Like it, you can't really speak about it. And if you do, you feel like, man, maybe it's my fault for being in the situation. And then at the same time, you're looking at it like, well, how many people really are going through the situation who are waiting for the empowerment of you to come out and be able to say something so they can open their power up as well? So, yeah, I definitely commend you on even saying and speaking about it and turning that into a mission to where people can come out there and have more of the insights that they need to get out of situations like that itself. So, yes, I'm sorry you had to go through that, definitely. And it's it's a beautiful thing that you're coming out here to say something. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I, I modeled my business where uh, the person, the victim, doesn't leave, uh, that it's the, the abuser that has to leave. And I can talk to you about that more later on. But uh, just to give a, a little segue, I firmly believe, and we had also say firmly believe that once you are in a place of residence, whether that be a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single family home, a multifamily dwelling, whatever your living arrangement is, you should be safe there. When you put that key in the lock, you should not feel like it's hell. You should not feel like you're entering a war zone. It should feel like your your sanctuary because if you're not safe at home, then really, where are you safe? Oh, yeah. So um, I think it's important to really say, look, it's the abuser that is the one that has to leave uh, and not the victim, not the, not whoever the victim is, whether it be male or female, the children are always the victim, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's, uh, we're trying to flip it. You know, everybody says, oh, well, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? We, we're looking to actually reverse that, if that makes sense right now. Oh yeah. Oh, it makes perfect sense because about a few years now, 2018, my sister uh, chose, unfortunately chose to take her life on my birthday. And it was due to 18 years of all the different domestic violence and stuff she went through with her husband. And at the same time, you know, it was obviously stuff from a deeper core root as well. But he was the main character and all the vile things I heard that he that went on after. You know, you find out a lot more stuff afterwards when the person's gone or something happens. And I was looking at it from a perspective of saying every time the police would come or something would happen, they always would remove her from the home for her safety. But he would be sitting there on the couch with his beard, just thinking, la, 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 let's wait till this happens again. And she always had to be removed going to shelters, different stuff like that. Even though she was, you know, giving her life to being a nurse and dedicating it to take care of people, I felt as though it was, you know, just like you said, it was kind of like, well, why don't you leave? And it's like, well, why should a person with the kids have to go and leave their place of refuge um and you know she did stay a couple times but at the same time he did break back in but it wasn't strong enough it wasn't nearly as strong enough and seeing him you know boast around around town right now and the epitome of a, a a life insurance policy that was basically him forcing her into the grave it kind of makes you just have this nails under your skin i try not to but i mean when i see him i just you know it's like a lot of things that go through my mind where i'm just like really oh, wow. really you know and my niece and my nephew now are sitting there without their mother and i'm like wow she would have been 39 years old this january 5th if she had given it a little bit more time but i guess almost 20 years of it she said okay you know and he's celebrating what his 55th birthday so i'm like wow i mean there's a big difference between how much time a person really feels that they have in that situation. So yeah, definitely. I agree. Oh, wow. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Wow. Oh, you, you just really floored me. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really sorry. Uh, 
she took her own life and on, on your birthday uh i she suffered a lot uh that's uh, i'm really sorry about that and no, i thank hope you, Sabrina. um he yes he he's the one who needed to leave and not come back and she i mean all lives matter but yeah that's true in the face of an abuser versus a victim especially the children i mean what are we really saying here you know exactly um, yeah abusers they they need to change and a lot of the time they don't and they're they it's better to concentrate on on making this a standard condition of residency not putting the responsibility of safety in the victim's hands mm -hmm. it should be in the hands of the landlord it should be in the property owner it should be in the workplace it should be at schools so that way the burden is not on the victim because what happens some the wrong person dies i hate to sound like that that is true but that is true you know it's the wrong person that dies in some manner, whether they take their own life or whether somebody takes it for them. That's true. That is very true. And, you know, I was actually thinking, I mean, some people might call it harsh. I mean, I'm sorry. I know all you out there who are listening in. I feel as though the person that is menacing, it's just like a bully. Now, bullies are getting responsibility for kids being smacked in school and unfortunately passing away from a head injury. I think the same thing should apply for those who bully those in domestic situations to where their lives do get pushed to the edge because they're constantly menacing them. If they're not seeking out some kind of therapy or some kind of help, they help put those people in that place in some way. They should be accountable in some way for their actions because it's, it's not right to see them sitting there kind of gloating about how much of a wonderful person they are when they help someone live misery and put themselves to a point to where they just they couldn't ha hack it anymore and people say well the strength i said some people's strength is in their weakness and some people's weaknesses is in their strength and some birds aren't meant to be caged and that's what i let people know because my whole life from childhood and up even though my mom made the beautiful life for us has been that's all i told uh my my greatest love you know he's my best friend of all that i told him last night he called me. He was, I was asking him about uh, being, basically being in a monogamous relationship. And he goes, you know, you, you shouldn't ha have to ask these questions. And I'm like, that's true. But I just wanted to know. And I was like, well, you're the first man that's ever been nice to me. And he said, well, what do you mean? You're a beautiful woman. I said, no, really been nice to me. Someone, you know, from the age of knowing what abuse is from five and up, from being to have friends that use you or talk crap. I mean, verbal abuse, physical abuse, everything under the sun I've been through. And I told him, I'm like, you're the first person that's ever came in my life and just was actually a real friend. The only thing you want from me is my friendship and love and there's nothing else that comes along with it. And it took a lot for my age in this life to actually say that's the first person that came along in my life that didn't need anything but me. And for some reason, the abuse cycle had me running back to the people that always needed something from me and didn't care if I had a loaf of bread, didn't care if my feelings were hurt. They did not care. And it's almost like a sickness to where you're addicted to that kind of conditioning in your mind and you don't realize it until someone like that or someone in life comes along and opens your eyes to it. So I'm, I'm happy you're on this mission and I'm on the mission with you too, Sabrina. Don't worry. Like if you need me i got your back <laughs> yes yes uh, it, it's um like you bring up a lot of good points one of them being when you come from abuse it's very hard to trust the good yeah and and you have to almost retrain yourself to say wow wait a minute uh this person is good for me this person is treating me right because when you grow up with abuse you learn everything 
distorted, very, yeah. uh, it's incorrect, like where you're used to the bad. So you think, and you kind of gravitate to it, whether unconsciously or consciously, it's like automatic, you're on autopilot. Uh -huh. So, and when you don't live in that type of uh, unhealthy environment, um, it feels uh, um, like Uh, unnatural so you have yeah. to consciously say wow i'm in a good relationship whether it be a friendship uh, a romantic one whatever it is and you have to consciously say to yourself this is good for me i deserve this uh, mm -hmm. this is what needs to be normal not not the 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 abuse whatever that is whether it be physical sexual emotional verbal or any combination of those so um it's it's the good that has to feel natural not the opposite so That's true. I totally understand. It's almost like a self-sabotage feeling where you're like, oh, this is going great. This looks wonderful, but it does not feel normal. I'm used to the, right. the, the sickness of it. I need to feel some off-putting. Like this feels too, you know, hunky dory TV show. And it's, it's really not. And I tell people the good thing is they always want to call things corny when it's a nice little romantic movie or a person is being completely nice to someone. Oh, it's such a la la movie. I'm like, no, that's the reality of what we all should be as beings on this earth. It's been so manipulated and so distorted with so much anger, violence and hatred and so many things to where someone actually wants someone to be that victim. So they don't feel like more of a victim themselves from the life they live that it almost becomes like tag you're it and then you're it you're it you know right right yes a kind of a misery loves company type of uh, mentality yes uh that's why I, a, a great portion of what i do with oh so safe is education uh a lot of it we all have to be educated and i say we have to practice not being abusive it, it's the more i do this work the more it's very evident to me that it has to be a practice it's not just one and done we have to hear it at our kids schools we have to hear it in the workplace and we especially have to hear it in our place of residence because how you are raised at home it really is the map or the foundation of everything so We focus on making homes safe, making uh, people safe, practicing safety, not being abusive. So that way everything else falls into place. Um, and it has to be a conscious education. Uh, yes, uh, you need to know the difference between abuse and discipline. You need to know not to fight in front of your children. And if you do fight in front of them, it never crosses the line of abuse. You need to learn how what it means to be in a good relationship. These are all things that everybody could benefit from. So a lot of what we do is um, education. It's half education, half technology, but we all need the education um, by far, especially young boys, little boys, little girls. They are the future. Um, they have the potential to become future victims of future abusers, and we really need to nip it in the bud, so to speak, for lack of a better phrase. Um, yeah. The younger, the better. That is the true. The education, you know, the younger, the better. That's true. And, you know, I like when you said uh, the practice, we have to practice not being abusive, because I still have to find, even though I despise it with every single pit, bit of me, from the child that was helpless to the adult that still was helpless in different situations, and 
I look at that and I'm like, I find myself, even with those situations, I'll lose my cool on purpose and I don't even realize it's going on or I'll start being verbally mean or rude or something like that in my past. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not practicing exactly what I'm preaching about what I don't like to happen. And it's good that we do look at how we're conducting ourselves in these situations, like Sabrina just mentioned, in depth that we have all these educational tools to realize it's not just uh, the abusers abusing us, but we can also become the abuser. So being from a victim standpoint, we can say, well, we're standing up for ourselves or we're making sure we're strong enough not to have this happen again, but we still have to make sure we're not passing on that bad seed in some kind of way. Right, right. Yes. Very good point. Yes. It's always a a constant checking with yourself, you know, and and keeping it on the forefront of your mind that uh, I I deserve to be in a good relationship. I have to, for example, something that I say to people, uh, I try to give like takeaways, like I get asked, well, how can we practice not being abusive? Can you give us some tips? And one of them is when we call women and girls, uh, bitches, sluts, whores, tramps, sleazes, floozies, bimbos, thoughts and all the other lovely titles that are given to us, all of that contributes to home violence. So if we can uh, check ourselves and make sure that we don't say we don't label people, though any of those derogatory uh, labels, essentially, or titles, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, we are actually helping to not be abusive, to decrease home violence. Because when you reduce someone to any one of those labels, you're actually saying, okay, well, they ha- they deserve to be raped or they deserve to be abused or they deserve to be hit and, and, oh, exactly. and punched. And, exactly. you know, yeah, so whenever we are, uh, you know, we go to a party, we, uh, barbecues, holidays, whenever we talk with our friends and, you know, someone walks by and we make a comment, realize what you're saying you know um because men don't label themselves that way and 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 so we women we have to do the same thing it shouldn't even be a part of our vocabulary she is sexually active we'll say that because men that's (laughs) that's their label you know they're they're studs or they're oh they're they're bachelors or you know and and there is no derogatory uh, i'm sorry go ahead lex no 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 i was just yelling in there they're the player of the year yeah Right, right, exactly. And uh, so we have to, it's a constant practice, you know, teaching our kids, teaching ourselves. Um, and, and it is a, a practice. It's the best way I can put it. That is true. That is true. So what are some of the home like violence statistics that relate to schools, businesses and properties and like different stuff that we're already kind of touching base on? Sure. Uh, one out of three women will be beaten or raped in a lifetime. Oh. One out of five adolescent girls is abused by her boyfriend. One out of seven men is abused. By the end of today, four women are killed by their abusive partners. Oh, and my most of goodness. them yep, wow. will be killed after they leave their abusers. Um, on any given day, as many as 20,000 people are seeking refuge at an emergency shelter. There are 2 million incidents of workplace violence that occurs each and every year in the U.S. That comes out to be about 33,000 per week. Wow. And of those, 17 result in a murder. Uh, oh, my goodness. Million, 
I'm sorry. My yeah. mind is blown right now, Sabrina. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> no. 15, uh, 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year. Uh, you divide that by 50 states, 5-0. That comes out to be about 300,000 children per state. And granted, Texas is bigger than New Jersey. New Jersey is bigger than Rhode Island. But okay, so one state has 60,000 and another state has 3 million. You're talking wow. about an exorbitant amount of children that are witnessing violence. Yes. Um, about 324,000 pregnant women go into the emergency room after pregnant-related issues before abuse-related injuries. And, I mean, there's many more statistics, but if you look between the lines, if you read between the lines in all of those, the root of that is in the home where yeah. all of those happen in some type of residence for the most part. Um, the the All of the, the damage, the injuries, the murders, the... The, I know in, in my own house, I mean, my father beat my mother on a regular basis. It usually happened in the kitchen, in the living room, in the hallway, and then um, in the bathroom. So it's in some type of residence, and it all stems from the home. If we can concentrate more on making homes safe, then I think the workplaces will become safe, schools will become safe, there'll be a lot less shootings in schools and universities. If you trace back all of the school shooters and go to their home life, it's hell. It is, it's usually just inundated with violence, with uh, altercations, with chaos, with dysfunction. So this is why I we are very adamant at Also Safe to make homes to we really need like radical changes, and that's what we're doing at Oh So Safe. Um, I mean, I could go on and on with statistics, but those are the ones that I have off the top of my head. Wow, that that blew my mind. I'm surprised I'm even able to speak right now. I mean, I figured it in my mind, and those out there who are tuning in, yes, we figured it. But I mean, that is really a slap in the face. I mean, to really get a, a clear perspective of it, and and also, I kind of, I mean, now I I see more of the merging because I, I was having, I think I had an episode called the ripple effect, and I was saying even though like the one equals one million perspective is still the same thing when it comes to the ripple effect because I said if a person goes to well has home and all of a sudden they see someone bullying them at home and that bully is only bullying them because they had such a bad night at home with their parents. Now, essentially, that kid goes home, starts drama with his mom. His mom starts yelling at the dad. The dad slaps the mom in return, and she yells at the son. And the cycle just continues. And eventually, you have one of those kids going to school with a gun in their hand. Eventually, you have someone going to a workspace that's just pissed off at their computer not working or a colleague, you know, just wanting to harass them that day. And then all heck breaks loose, and there's 20, 30 people gone in an instant from what one person may have done. Um, in that instant and that's that's wow i mean like my mind is flabbergasted right now and i, I like when I'm talking back on what i was saying about um my dearest my oh my dearest love my truest best friend it's amazing because he was just you reminded me of that sabrina because he was telling me like a few days ago he was like yeah you know my stepdad he's he's gone now he passed in 2015 but I'm kind of happy. And I'm like, okay, you know, I understand stepdad, stepmom thing kind of be, he's like, no, it's just more the fact that I saw him try to beat up on my mom so many times. And one day I just got tired of it and I beat up on him. So when I look at that and I look at the other people who say, well, I come from a, a abusive family and this is why I treat you like this. This has happened. I, I talked to you like this because I saw my dad, you know, knock my mom's teeth out. I saw that. And I'm like, yeah, but then he 
I mean, he and a lot of other people too, but it shows me change can happen because he got a chance to take himself from that mind state and say, hey, I'm not going to treat another person like that. And from a person who came from a whole entire line as well of abuse to have someone who dealt with abuse and being having his rib cage cracked and so much more is kind of like, wow, that can still be change out there. Because if you have two abused, abused and people who have dealt with that, can come together and say, hey, I don't want to make sure I put another end in in life to make sure I'm abusing someone else. It definitely shows that also safe and different ones like that on the mission they are. It's, it's putting a great seed out there for those to change and have that whole inner rehabilitation um, to have that. Right, right. You, you bring up bullying and I, I had forgotten to, to say bullying is just another form of abuse and you gave a good example. It's it's the cycle, right? It's It happens at home, it starts at home and then you, you take out your rage on school, professors, teachers, other students and it, it just, it, it's a continuous cycle. Our job, especially as victims of violence, former victims of violence, survivors, uh, our job is to indeed break the cycle we could always give the excuse yes okay my father beat on my mother my mother beats on my father or i was sexually abused or i i was beaten and and then say this is why i do this to you that's not an excuse that is not okay that is not permissible your job as a as a victim or a former victim is to break the cycle to make sure that you do not repeat the same mistakes because otherwise you are no better than him or her and we are big proponents of therapy at OsoSafe there is no shame in getting help the shame is when you don't get help so and I know it's hard Uh, it, it took me a while for me to to walk down those stairs at my at my uh, university at time and go to therapy it was very hard you have all of these thoughts like oh what if somebody sees me this is what are people going to say this is going to be useless i'm not the problem my parents are the problem this is stupid uh, whatever thoughts come into your head and I, at the time i couldn't even use the excuse as money because it was free i, I was on college campus and they offered psychological services for free but I made myself go. I, I said, let me just try it one. And it was very hard, very, very hard. And, and I felt like I thought, okay, I'm going to go to therapy once and then all my problems will be solved. And that did not happen mm-hmm. at all. But I, I realized though, and, and, it, and I'm hoping that this will help all of your listeners, um, that you go to therapy and if there's one thing that I remember when I left therapy, each session, every time I left the session, I felt a little less heavy. And that made all the difference for me because as a victim, you are, you are just, you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, literally. I mean, just, you're so, uh, there, there's, it gets very complicated. You got mom and dad and, and your siblings or if you're an only child, it really doesn't matter. And you're just, uh, you can't think about what it is that you want to do with your life because you're fighting a war in your own house every single day. And, you know, so, but every time I left a therapy session, I felt a little less heavy, like a rock was removed off of my shoulders. And this piece of the boulder was 
was removed and the, so it's kind of like peeling the layers of an onion and and I would say to your viewers that not all therapists are created equal so you might have to go through a few of them to find the right fit but don't let that discourage you yeah. so you may have to go and, and and try one or two three people if you're a guy maybe you'll do better with a female or a male therapist or vice versa if you're a female but don't give up because the therapy will make you realize things. It will make you aware. And that's when change happens and you're conscious of things that were unconscious in your life. And then you make changes automatically. So um, that's true. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up with the cycle and bullying and you touched upon therapy as well. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, it feels like, <clears throat> excuse me, This it feels like it is a therapeutic session right now because to be able to, and I tell people when they talk about some of the people go by alcohol anonymous, different things. And I say, well, you know, you might look at it like, oh, this is a group. I don't want to talk about Kumbaya. But even in this moment, whoever is definitely resonating, I can guarantee at least a good 70% of you all can resonate with what this conversation is having. And it's having a, a clarity moment, like Sabrina was saying, and that therapeutic moment is right here as well, um, talking about this and also safe because we get a chance to really look and define the chapters of our lives and start seeing things from a different perspective. Um, I remember, I think it was yesterday, I had passed by Walgreens to grab some photos and I saw a gentleman on the corner with the homeless sign and someone had threw something at him. For some reason, every time I see someone, it's not the point of just wanting to go out and become a Samaritan and say, oh, I gave someone $5. It was the point that I see myself in every person. But those out there who are going through something a little bit more extra that show it for face value, it's like I can actually see a portrait of myself. And it doesn't, it could have been a person just standing there eating ice cream and I still would have saw a portrait of myself. So it definitely is one of those namesakes to where we have to come together to understand a voice speaks a lot louder when you speak all together and a, a fist, you know, a fist, a hand open, all the fingers are separated. But when you close it and make a fist, it's so much stronger. And that's exactly what the perception and the beauty of being vocal about what's going on helps because so many things, they still keep it in the family. Or don't, don't, don't talk about the business. Just keep it right here. You don't know what's going to happen. And we get scared of, some people get scared of DPS, different things happening, but then they grow up saying, I wish someone would have stepped in, but sometimes it's up to us to make sure someone steps in. And at the end of the day, there's all kinds of protocols and also safe being one of those places out there. You have a backing to really back you up without feeling like you are the person that's, you know, is the victim and trying to move yourself to the person that's the hero of your own story. But Sabrina, I want to ask you, um, what is also safe's vision for the prevention of home violence and the real estate industry itself? Yes. Um, Thank you for asking that. As I've been saying, or we've been saying throughout this interview, uh, real estate is usually the, the crimes that happen or the, the, the unrest, the conflict. It always happens some type of residence. And I have been saying with Oso Safe, we need radical changes in, in the real estate industry where we make it a standard condition of residency in order to, for people to be, to be non-abusive. Uh, we actually are uh, 
selling or, or we offer landlords and tenants the also safe home sweet home package and it's a package that contains a policy a seminar and the app and the policy is basically an addendum to existing leases where it, it states on there all definitions of abuse and it basically says i as the landlord i promise to provide you a safe space for you to live you in turn as my tenant you promise to not act in any way shape or form that is abusive otherwise you the tenant gets immediately evicted from the premises and we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences wow. and everybody signs it we and then in the seminar we go over the policy and in a seminar we go over facts statistics warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline, what constitutes a good relationship. And we do this as a blanket edu education. We don't single anyone out. So it's kind of like, let's say you a landlord has a multifamily dwelling of like 100 people, 50 people, 25 people. We give a class uh, because the landlord hired us to educate everyone and everybody signs the policy. Everyone gets educated and that way everybody's on the same page. Uh, it is a standard, it becomes a standard condition of residency and we're, we're introducing this into the market as get your properties also safe certified, which means they are home violence conscious and when people see our logo outside of a property, you know as a tenant or a prospective tenant, wow, I would rather live there because they have provisions in case any violence happens. They have systems in place. Everybody gets educate, educated and I feel safer in a place that is also safe certified versus a place that isn't. So this is, we're moving the real estate industry in this direction. Um, I, I am speaking to people and if any of your listeners have any recommendations for me to speak to at maybe anybody else that they know that's in the real estate industry but we're looking to make this a standard because I know growing up I can tell you from personal experience if my father um, if there was a policy that was signed where because that way the responsibility of safety wasn't on my mother it's it's the landlord it's the it's the property owner the property manager well, then we're talking about a whole different set of rules, and then the power of the abuser diminishes greatly mm -hmm. because then you're making it a standard condition of residency, and maybe my father would not have put his hands on my mother instead of a hundred times. Maybe he'll put it. He he would he would do it fifty times or twenty five times, but or yeah. maybe none at all because this acts as a deterrent, and then he knows. Wow, I'll get evicted if I hit her. Uh -huh. If I if I'm abusive, and that's what we need. This is what we're 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 promoting that we're implementing and and really uh, getting it out there. Yeah, that is true. And I have a I have quite a few real estate friends myself, and I was actually looking into that more so, doing some um, eco well kind of eco developments myself. And I was thinking about having a landlord contract and different ones. That's actually going to be something that I do have on the future buildings that I'm going to look forward to um coming this twenty well, twenty twenty one. So I'm 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 a game and I am signing up for that to be on the building or whatever else because I will definitely tell my tenants, hey, this is what it is. And if I have to 
personally come to the door and knock myself, that's what'll have to happen because it's not going to, behind closed doors, so many things happen. And that's the problem. So many things are behind closed doors, but they always just come flooding out that door inside of each, every person behind that door. So it really isn't behind closed doors or keep it a hush hush because ultimately it still follows us out here and spills out on all the innocent ones or all the ones who are seemingly not even knowing what's going on whatsoever. Definitely, Sabrina. I agree with that a million percent. So what are some takeaways that you can do to like help us or help all of us out there, like promote safety and prevent home violence? Yes. Uh, one of them I, I just meant, uh, I mentioned uh, the not calling women and girls bitches, sluts, whores, tramps, sleazes, flutes, bimbos, dots, and all the other lovely titles that are given to us. I, I can't stress that enough. Um, that That is a big one. The second one would be pornography. And uh, I mean, I could do a whole interview just on that itself um and this is not about sexual freedom i am all for sexual freedom but pornography is 88.2 percent physical aggression towards women oh yeah so we need to refrain from giving pornography to our boys our sons our nephews our grandsons uh the sons nephews and grandsons our of our friends because essentially we are teaching them how to sexually assault girls when they become of dating age. So I would say that's a second takeaway. The third takeaway is therapy. As I mentioned, the therapy is a big, um, it's a big healer, whether it be group, whether it be individual, whether it be, and if you don't have the money, I wanted to mention, if you don't have the money, because I know therapy gets expensive, if you go to your local uh, religious affiliation, wh- whatever that may be, if I mean, you don't have to be Jewish or Catholic or, or whatever your religious aff- affiliation is, if you go to your local church, synagogue, temple, some a lot of the time they offer free counseling, free therapy, and as we say, any therapy is better than no therapy. Okay. Uh, I would say, and I would say, the fourth takeaway is never, ever, ever fight in front of your children. Uh, this that is a very another big one. Um, find the time. I know things get heated. You disagree with your partner. You're going to yell. There's going to be uh, uh, yeah, just disagreements. But find the time when you have. To to quote unquote duke it out and I don't mean physically by any means but when you have to really talk things through have the kids go to grandma grandpa an aunt and uncle a trusted friend have them when during school uh, coordinate your lunches together something and that way you can discuss it uh, even if it becomes yelling because all couples yell obviously all couples fight but never ever ever it needs to never ever cross the line of abuse of verbal physical sexual emotional Never, ever, ever. Um, so, and and know what a good relationship is. I would say that would be the fifth takeaway. Know that you deserve it. Know that there is, it's a partnership. There's no one dominating anyone. There's no one, there's no ruler. There's no me monster. There is no, um, it's it's a it's a it's a partnership that's the best way i could put it um and that's a healthy relationship and you have that right everyone has that right to a to a healthy relationship um so i hope i i, I provided some hands-on uh, uh takeaways that people could just put into practice right now you know just right now uh to practice being safe and not abusive oh yeah i mean i've definitely i've got maybe about 35 takeaways so um, over the, oh, <laughs> over so the course of this. You. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm really wanting to get into this. I know you have, uh, 
Oh man, my my brain is circulating with so many wonderful things, Sabrina. You have no idea what's on my mind because this this oh my, we need to talk off air too. Don't worry. So we're <laughs> we're gonna have some yeah, conversation. Like yeah. yeah, but we have. I mean, like the whole mission. Oh my goodness, I, I'm just flabbergasted in in a great way because it hits exactly every field that I've been trying to tap into and have tapped into. But I look at that and I'm like, you know what? That's that's a great understanding of knowing everything that's going on with that itself and being able to have all those protocols put into place i mean so do you have anything has heard about the mobile app is it also mobile app the also safe mobile app yes that's the technology portion of the of the home sweet home package it's an app that i created uh, i hired a software company to carry out my specifications but it's an app that detects violent like movements and captures them in real time issuing alerts either via email text or by push notification in which you will receive a 30 second video of the actual violent likeness so for example you're a landlord you have 20 units and you get the app installed in your units uh, let's say in the in the common area like in the in the kitchen in the living room or in the family room and you get an alert wow i just saw my tenants uh in unit uh let's say five and 16 he just beat the crap out of her or she just beat the crap out of him or i just saw it's punched in the face you get the alert and this is automatically grounds for fiction because they signed the policy they went through the seminar we foster a culture and environment of safety how to go and there's the waiver that you signed so you know that this is what is going to happen to you you the abuser needs to go and the rent family stays provided that they could that they could still rent obviously but this this will will remove the responsibility of safety out of the victim's hands and what we're doing is we are gearing the, the landlords to to have incentives where because they're taking steps to actually make their properties or their tenants safe they are financially rewarded because their property is going to be worth more because it is also safe certified their insurance rates will go down because they are they have their properties also safe certified and tenants will probably want to pay a little bit more per month for their rent because they want to live in a place that is also safe certified versus one that isn't and this is by combining education and technology um i do have it on my website and it is um this is fairly new but we are uh, i have a two family in east orange new jersey that is also safe certified and it's working out very well the landlord my landlord client lives upstairs he has tenants downstairs and he said sabrina whatever it is that i gotta do just tell me i'll I'll have the policy signed. We'll do the seminar. We'll get the technology installed. And because I live upstairs with my toddler, I don't want any problems. I, I don't want uh, I don't want police coming to my residence and chaos and violence and yelling and screaming. And it's been working out well. So we're really working hard to make this, like I said, a standard condition of residen- residency. Because I, I feel that this should be automatic. It, it, sh- it should be it should be a given. You know, you have the right to be safe in your own home period over and out that is very 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 humbling and it is very true rdc family and those who are tuning in new it is it is beyond measurement and it's beyond being able to touch the world in a different way and a lot of people will come and reach out and say hey rdc team 
or legs, how can I be more, you know, into the helping of my next door neighbor or my fellow colleague or my fellow friend? It's more than just sitting there saying we want to do something. We have to be about the action behind what we do. Now, some of us might not be able to do it right away. We might six months, six days, you never know. But at least you're putting a conscious effort forward. And that's all that matters is being able to move forward and start doing these things that we have to do. And it's people like angels, I call her, <laughs> Sabrina also, that's putting her foot out there and actually opening doors for things like this to exist. So the idea of everything out there is an idea itself and someone wanted to change that in a valuable way and if we put more of a spotlight on things in this nature which are very pertinent for survival and vitality in life itself i mean a part of life itself this to me is like an extension of breathing um we will have more things given i mean some people want to put more of their attention in their direction on a tv show or the super bowl don't get me wrong but when it comes down to it when those things are over with and done we have to come back to our own realities and the realities that other people are creating rather negative or positive so that's why and you know what Sabrina I think we're gonna have to have another episode about this pornography and violence because this is something that really hit me I mean yeah I mean I hope you do come back on here with us because we could really get into some conversations yeah we, we could really do it we could really really do it so is there anything yes. that you want to leave uh leave the RDC or the families or the people tuning in um any last words for now um to go on the show at all before we exit here uh, yes, uh, know that if you are going through violence in any capacity, know that it's not your fault. Uh, you're not alone. Things will get better. Please check out my website. Uh, it has a lot of good information. Document your abuse, absolutely, especially as soon as it happens. Uh, do it as soon as it happens because the more time that passes, details start to fall away and then you don't remember what happened where and when. Uh, and to really consider inviting us to your kids' schools, universities, workplaces, and your place of residence. Um, this has to be on the mainstream. Uh, enough is enough. Uh, I, I don't believe in, in treating this as a as a charity, as a nonprofit. Um, I do respect all of the charities and nonprofits and the shelters that that uh, that deal with home violence, but I think we could do a lot more. Um, and by by having this as a service uh, on the real estate level, in a in a very big way. So, and I thank you for this opportunity. Like say, I thank you for your positive feedback. And uh, oh, definitely. Um, definitely. I think I think it'll catch on. You know, I think it'll catch on. Oh, it will. And you know what? By the time we have our next episode together, Sabrina is gonna catch on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm so hungry for this I mean conversation because it's something that I feel it already resonating with those who are listening and that's how powerful it really is and it was powerful and it was by the grace of the creator like I always say that we're on here speaking about this today because whatever ripple effect we just did that one equals one million was profounded and established even more so today and this moment and whenever this airs again for everyone that's downloading and tuning in whatever time you do it's still something you can go back to and say man this right here is something i could really hold on to and don't be afraid to reach out so this is our wonderful and amazing guest expert sabrina oso and you can definitely find out more information at www.ososafe.com that's o-s-s-o safe S-A-F-E dot com as well as her information on there and you can also check it out at the real double dose channel dot 
thegatesclub.com where we have the wonderful postings of the guest experts. And Sabrina's page will be right up on there so you can find any information, any links you can. And you can also hand, well, just reach out to us too if you want any extra information. If you can't find it there, which you should, you could always find it out there, period. So we, we just appreciate everyone. We definitely are appreciative. And thank you, Sabrina, for coming on here uh, to share this vital information with us. Because I feel oh so safe right now being able to have a protocol in my mind for more things that come along because you never know when it's right around the corner from what's going on. Um, but also, I just want to say, be the change, feel the passion, embrace the power of that wonderful spirit. You've been amazing. Keep tuning in and we'll be back with you very, very, very soon.